0: Welcome to Somebody Date, Jen and Kyle, the podcast where two people in their 30s are on their quest to find love.
1: It's Friday night. I'm Jen Sanford. That's Kyle Marshall. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy you could be with us on the quest to find love with the help of two totally unqualified assholes.
0: Well, I mean, at least one of us is an unqualified asshole, but I'll let you at home (laughs) guess which one. (laughs) (laughs)
1: do you know we've done 41 episodes of this
0: that's right 41
1: yeah Mm -hmm. we're getting some really good feedback from our one listener
0: thank you sandy from okotoks alberta
1: (laughs) yikes Mm. yikes um okay like listen Mm. (laughs)
0: yes
1: (laughs) no i don't even know what to say so like our last episode was a whole thing we didn't even... Was
0: it, I don't was, I don't recall what our last episode was, Jen. Can you... What happened?
1: And I <laughs> it's a just, little blurred to me. I've been kind of ghosting you this week because I. <laughs> I really... If I know you as well as I think I know you, you're thinking one of two things. One, you're like ready to further unpack what oh. happened in what I am affectionately calling our spoken word podcast of last week. <laughs> Which even the feedback has been like, uh okay, that was different.
0: Right. Was Jen on the episode? Was the questions <laughs> I got? You know
1: what? I am accused so much of talking through all these episodes and sucking mm-hmm. up so much of the airtime that it was probably just kind of cathartic and healthy that we we had a sort of a bit of a gen break. But, you know, you had to get it out and I'm here for it. I said Mm -hmm. lots of things. So anyway, so I feel like you're feeling like door number one. You're like ready to say more and you're ready to unpack Mm -hmm. this. And we're like enjoying in real time the new Kyle or door number two, where you are like Clarence Thomas, where you don't you didn't necessarily feel embarrassed in the moment, but you sense Today's embarrassment at having to like recognize that you let all of that go in a public forum. Cause I know for me, I feel the latter. I feel like Clarence Thomas. I don't know why I was so upset. I don't know. I think it's a little bit of thunder theft on my part. Like, oh, this Mm. feels like a lot of Kyle feelings. I'll have more. Uh, Maybe a fault in my character. Maybe me being like Kristen Wigg, who's like, Oh, you have good things? I have more good things. But <laughs> I, like, where Where are you at today, tonight?
0: I will say that o- over the span of the last seven days, I do feel calmer. I do think I came off a bit manic in the last episode, which I, I was, I have to be honest. But I will say that I have kind of recollected myself a little bit into what I'm calling righteous fury. Which is oh. probably a better term. For it out there. But I have always hated the feeling of standing still, of feeling like I'm not progressing or I feel like I'm stuck or, yeah, just not going forward. Mm. Which, by the way, also is why I hate standing in lines, I think, so much. Like, I just will not do it if I have to (laughs) wait for more than a couple of minutes. I can't, I cannot do it. And
1: yet, you will happily wait for a date that's late.
0: Yeah, but at least then I can be on my phone. So I'm doing something. Oh my God. At
1: least then I'm on TikTok. This is why I can't be a part of. Like girls empowerment things because if I would like phone the brownies and the Girl Scouts and be like, righteous fury should be a badge. Mm. Who do I have to? What paperwork is required to make that a thing?
0: What donation do I need to make to make this a thing?
1: How much money does it cost me? Righteous fury. Tell me more. You feel righteous fury? How so? And what does that look like?
0: I think what this means is that what I fear that what people heard last week. Which, by the way, was my decompression of my New York trip, so definitely go back and take a listen to that if you are totally lost about what we're talking about. You'll hear me unload on just basically six months of like grief and anger and frustration all coming to a head at one time.
1: And I cried like an asshole. Carry on.
0: (laughs) Right, right. I I think possibly what people have heard is that, oh, like you're frustrated, you're making all these bold claims, and then you're not actually going to do anything. You're going to just like regressing to yourself apologize move on and then we'll be back here doing the same thing in six months i've taken it upon myself like no if i don't like what's going on in my life which i don't and i've identified i forget what i I listed six or seven things last week i have it still in a document but i have those things that listed out like these are the things i need to change right away and a couple of things i need to change long term then I have to start acting on them. And basically all of them I have done or started to enact this week.
1: Whoa, Say more. Yes.
0: Well, what's changed here, Jen? So first things first. So I've already started removing some of the things that I just don't want in my life. I, this week, took basically half of my uh, last Saturday and donated or threw away just a bunch of clothes in my closet. That I just did not want to be here anymore. Yes. I actually made these three piles of basically throw away donate or sell so i did did all that
1: you didn't have like a keep pile like feels <laughs> like one of the piles you should have is keep but okay yeah, just throw them all away no yes
0: yeah, so the, the stuff i was keeping to stay in my closet ah, the three piles were all the stuff i pulled out of it and threw onto the floor and okay. and went through them and then i also bought some new clothes online so those are going to be arriving soon i'm so upset I know we mention this, this place all the time, Major Tom, here in Calgary. Great little cocktail bar. I was hoping this outfit was going to be here before Thursday when we're going this week. And it's not. I think it's going to arrive next week and it's going to kill me. Cause so I really why don't we just move to wear...
1: Major Tom to the next week? Blah, blah,
0: blah, blah, whatever. No, we've already moved it too many times.
1: No, we have. We can wait until the outfit is here. Okay, now I want to move it. Now I want to move it. Maybe I have an outfit
0: coming. You move it. I'm going to go by myself because I want to go to Major Tom. (laughs) It's been too long. One of the other big things I identified was that I think anxiety and fear do rule my life a whole lot. So I looked into it. It's like, what are some things that are not alcohol or like other like super harmful things that can help with anxiety? And of course, one of the major things that they say is like, well, like if you're open to it marijuana is not a bad choice that you can maybe look at as an option. Jen, I have to tell you, I have never had drugs in my entire life. And so okay. I've, I've always been resistant. Like I'm not going to start being a podhead or someone who smokes <laughs> weed every day. Anyway, so this week I got high for the first time in my entire life. How was <laughs> just it? Just to see how it goes. I went to the local cannabis store just down the street. I was like, Show me your gummy selection, because I think that is something that I could get on.
1: I would have died to have witnessed you having this exchange with someone. I don't know why. I just think it would have been quite, quite entertaining. It was
0: pretty great who I had, because she was actually very lovely. Because I walk in, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing here. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, let me tell you the issue. I have anxiety, I want to use this as maybe a way to help me out with that, and then she had to do like her boiler boilerplate of like, well, we cannot say that this is actually helping with anxiety. Like, it like has to go through all like the yeah. really fast talking yeah. like drug Legal. commercial thing. I'm like, yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 yeah, just tell me what I need to get
1: <laughs> i don't yeah. I don't
0: need the boilerplate.
1: you're both just winking at each other the whole time, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah yeah, so I get these gummies home. She gave me a few different options, and so I've tried a few of them here this week. I got. I got high a few times this week. And it does help. It does really qu- quench down a little pit of anxiety that I have in like my chest and stomach basically on a daily basis. I'm testing seeing like how much is too much, how much is too little, and trying to figure out what that looks like. So that is a positive step, I feel, in my life here so far. I've been writing and or rewriting every single day this week, Great. which is like pulling teeth. Mm. I go... Between two things, um, I have I've talked about last time how I wrote this, this book, this novel, a few years ago, and then never looked at it ever again. And so I'm going through this thing that I wrote four years ago, and there'll be one paragraph I'll read, and I'll be like, oh, this is this is actually pretty good. I'm actually good at this. This is really great. And then I'll read the next paragraph and I'll be like, I should be arrested for crimes against art. This is awful. Oh
1: my God. <laughs> this Kyle. is bad.
0: So the rewriting process has been really tough. I'm like, okay, this has to be fixed. It has to be more clear. Like this has to be reworded. Like this is way too wordy. Why am I using 17 words when five will do? So it's just like going through there and just mm-hmm. fixing it and making it sound right for a second pass. So I can do this for a third pass and get it to where I want it to be. While I was in New York talking with my crush, we were talking about ideas and I actually stumbled upon this TV idea that I want to pursue. So I'm now writing the pilot script for a TV show, which may or may not ever happen, but I need to get it out of my system because I think it's a fun idea and I want to write it. So that's where we're, we're going there.
1: Hey, my good friend, my good friend, Scott Townend used to write write scripts and write scripts and write scripts and write scripts. And now he's the EP for Run the Burbs. Oh, and wow, so- yeah, that's great. You know, it happens. I think people, we have a tendency to make these dreams not tangible, but I know you're a strong, strong writer. So it's not unreasonable that someone would pick up something. And even if it doesn't come, it's not like you're like, it's this or my parents' basement.
0: Right, exactly. That's what That's I have to keep. I have to be fair to myself with, with some of this stuff. It's like some of this stuff just has to be for me. Whether it goes anywhere or not is is gravy the funniest thing i think that happened this week that i also brought up last week is like me bemoaning the fact that i don't hang out with any gay people or anyone from the lgbtq community so i texted my uh gay acquaintance who i'm the closest to being a friend with and i'm like uh hey fraser here's the deal and I like, us lay it down like, I, I want to hang out with more gay people like you are a gay person. It was so awkward. And he's like, can we hang out maybe sometime in the next couple of weeks? Is that something you would be willing to do? And he was very sweet about it. He's like, yeah, no, sure. I'm totally down with that. But then he said something really interesting where he's like, weirdly, you're like the third person who's done that to me here in the past <laughs> month. So I don't know what is going on where pe- this might be a internal panic for a lot of people. So. Or
1: he's like such a trusted person. He's like an AA sponsor. Everyone's like, this right, will be yeah. my safe place to 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 be.
0: He's my closet sponsor. He's gonna he's gonna help me through through that's this.
1: Terrible, because it's not like you're in the closet. That's no, not that's not, sure. not fair. It's not like so anyways, it's just me and the listeners of this podcast that know. That's it. That's the only people. It's only
0: it's only Sandy. She's the only one who can know. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, we're meeting up on Thursday. This Broadway composer that I've actually started to become sort of friends with because he was a guest on the other podcast that I do. I released the episode. We've been, like, messaging back and forth. And I said, like, hey, thank you so much for being on the show, right? And, like, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. And then he wrote back to me and was like, well, the same thing for you. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. And um, I'm trying to figure out what my ask is going to be. I don't want to go too big, like... I want to show on Broadway, but I think there should be something that I can maybe use that is not out of the realm of possibility anyways. So that's an in that I want to try and use. It's
1: great. Build connection. Yeah.
0: Building those connections, deepening those relationships, which brings you to New York. I think that was the thing that I left on. New York is this interesting thing. And I think that's the thing I've been thinking about the most here this past week and trying to figure out, is that actually the goal that I want? Or is it, something different and i'm using new york as the destination and i don't want to use this as an an excuse but like i think back to my time at apple and there was a great piece of advice honestly that a manager gave to me once whereas like so many times people will get into their heads where like uh, my goal right is to be this role or this thing or go to this place and really that's almost like the wrong thing to think of because what if that place doesn't exist or it's just totally unaffordable or that role isn't in in the company anymore. You're going to something that might not be there or might not be attainable. What's better is like, what are the characteristics of that role or what are the things that successful people going to that city exemplify and do that? Because then that's transferable anywhere you want to go. It's not just the one thing. What
1: do you aspire to to feel and be when you're doing that thing that can be replicated anywhere.
0: That way, it's like, oh, you know what? It's not New York. It's it's Los Angeles or it's Hoboken. I don't know. It's what it's just this <laughs> whatever this the place actually is. So I'm trying to figure out if it is actually New York. I want to go to, or if it's just like I feel stifled in Calgary, so I need to go somewhere different. Yeah. Where is that new place? Yeah, so I get it. That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. Lastly, this is the last thing I was going to say is this whole thing about like I don't feel like I'm ex- experienced enough. I just don't know. I don't I don't feel confident when I'm in the bedroom. So I want to get better. So Jen, this week, I know we're not doing the relationship scorecard this week, but Jen, I downloaded Grinder this <gasps> week onto my phone. You
1: finally did it.
0: I did it. I've been so resistant to it for years. And so I downloaded Grinder. And in the span of five minutes, like a hundred people were like up on my business. And so I was like, (laughs) it was wild. It was a wild first five minutes on this app. I was like, what is happening? It's very, very much quieted down since that first. It must have just pinged everybody who was using the app for some reason. Very long story short, going through the different profiles, talking with people. I will say there are some very aggressive people on this app who basically lead with dick pics. And I was like, dude, like not as a first thing not as a first Gee, who thing who would
1: think who would think on grinder that would happen but okay i know All it's like right.
0: hi here's my butthole <laughs> like great block i don't i don't need to see that yeah
1: but for some people they're like oh thank god he didn't ask me how my day was so you can just see <laughs> the law of averages really
0: so i had it in my calendar gen for saturday sunday and monday that i was going to go and get laid 3 days in a row by 3 different guys.
1: <laughs> wow. I like that you had to diarize it. That's the that's the quintessentially Kyle apart part about it Bl- is that you're like I you're like I'm going to I'm just going to just be a hoe, but I'm going to schedule it. Listen,
0: Jen, I'm a whore, but I'm organized, okay?
1: <laughs> that should be your second badge that you get. <laughs> organized hoe.
0: So here's what happens though. Saturday this guy's like so into it. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. we're gonna meet up. I'm gonna teach you. Literally, I'm gonna teach you some stuff. Blah blah blah. Being very like braggy about it. Yeah, talking a big games. Saturday happens. Nothing. Nothing. No response. Doesn't yeah. respond to any of my texts. Nothing happens. I'm like, Ugh, okay, well, first guy's a strikeout. Whatever. There's yeah, still something. Yeah, but Sunday. that
1: happens. Like that happens on Tinder. You're. It's True. men are like, here's all the things I'm gonna do to you, and you're like, okay, when do you want to meet, and they're like, whoa,
0: tumblewee, tumblewee, tumblewee. <laughs>
1: okay. All right. Call your bluff.
0: Sunday happens. This person I've matched with, he does not live in Calgary. It's a satellite community that lives around Calgary. So I it's a 40-minute drive no. to get to where he is.
1: Nope. Hard pass.
0: So I get into my car. Okay, if I get murdered, because it's like, whatever, I've had a good run. I Can't, might as well go just, out I have to ask blaze you, of glory.
1: When you go to these places, do you text mm-hmm. someone and say, like, this is where I am?
0: No, it's so funny, Jen. I thought about doing that on my way. I'm like, should I text Jen just to say, hey, if you don't hear anything from me in two hours, send like help to this address.
1: I've done that to you. Been like, this oh, is yeah? where I am. And if you don't hear from me by Sunday at twelve noon, call mm-hmm. the police and tell them to go to this place.
0: Um, so I didn't do that as a fucking idiot. I didn't do that. Anyways, so we, we meet in the Walmart parking lot. Perhaps the sexiest place oh, for a first my meeting. God. The Walmart parking lot. And we decide. Not let's yet go a sponsor. Th-
1: Walmart and grinder <laughs> not, yet not yet a sponsor. sponsor.
0: The, so we go get coffees. We walk around the lake a couple of times. And then we come back. And I, and I approach us I was like, do you want me to take you back to the Walmart parking lot? Or do you want me to take you back home and we can continue this? And he's like, I would like you to take me back to the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> and so the date ends, I'm not even joking, in a handshake. He shakes my hand and leaves my life. It was, it was like, I I don't want to make it sound like he owed me anything. But I was like, I drove 40 minutes for a handshake. And
1: I was just going to say, like, don't if you don't do it for your own self-worth, at least do it for the price of inflation. You can't afford to be having dates 40 minutes away from where you live.
0: Anyway, so that, that doesn't go anywhere. Strikeout number two.
1: Oh, God, Kyle. But
0: so date number three was supposed to happen on the Monday. So, I'm coming back from this date on Sunday afternoon that ended in a handshake. Oh, like, it was an
1: afternoon to-. date? Gross. It was an
0: afternoon thing, too.
1: Gross. Okay. I was All right. looking for some
0: afternoon delight, Jen, and I got nothing but
1: Walmart disappointment.
0: Lot. I messaged this guy. I was like, do you want to just meet up tonight instead rather than waiting for tomorrow? Hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure. I'm not doing anything. And I was like, let's meet. Like at whatever, like a, a a coffee place beforehand, just to s- like see each other's personalities. And then we can decide what we want to do from there. Yeah, So you what we can do, decide if we want
1: to handshake or hand job.
0: So we meet, have a bit of conversation, a little bit of flirting happens. And then he says, like, do you want to come back to my place? And I was like, yes, I do. Like, Jesus Christ, I do. <laughs> so we go back to his place and we barely get into like his front door before we're kind of getting down to business. Oh, that's fun. And uh Then I proceed to have a great time. I proceed to have a great time twice, almost three times.
1: (laughs) Whoa, fun. Good for you. I'm proud of you.
0: Yeah. So that was uh, so it ended great. And we've been uh, texting here throughout the week and we'll probably meet up again. So that is relationship kind of stuff that is happening here.
1: And so far, do you foresee like building some connection with this person or is this just something to do? Is this another rocking chair? So
0: I, 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 yeah, that's a good thing you brought it up here because I did not make this clear. Each of these three people, I started off with the exact same boilerplate thing of like, what are you looking for? And like being totally honest, I think I'm bad at sex. This is I'm trying to become better. Would you be interested in trying to help me get better? That was why I said to each of these three people.
1: Yeah, but that's the door opener. Just because that's the door opener doesn't mean that that might... Like, are you open to something more if that manifests itself?
0: Yes, but I'm just saying that that's what I started off the relationship with, which is, like, not necessarily relationship- this is really what I'm looking to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it by ear. It's only been one meeting that we've had. I thought it was a good conversation. We definitely had great sexual chemistry with each other. Like, really good sexual chemistry with each other. But I, I, I'm always worse at trying to figure out people's, like, real, like, personalities. Or if we, like, gel after a first meeting, it takes me two or three times to, like, is this someone who I want to keep in my life or not? Or yeah. is this just a fun time? So, hmm. jury's out on that. I'll just yeah. Take it- but it was... It was It's a good time. I'm not going to say it wasn't a good time.
1: I hate saying this to you because it always sounds like the dirtiest pun ever. I say this in its most virginal sense. (laughs) Take it as it comes.
0: But Jen, how about? uh, I mean, I again have been talking for most of this episode already. What's uh,
1: (laughs) it's good? Healthy.
0: (laughs) What's going on with you?
1: Well, before we get to me, I wanted to kind of touch on a few things that you said. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm headed to Italy, and I. I have to tell you that this has been the number one thing that I have wanted to do forever. Mm -hmm. You know, I, as you know, Kyle, I have a bucket list and it's been really important to me to move through that bucket list. And when I was with my college boyfriend and he said like, what would you, if you could do anything, what would you want to do? And I was like, I would like to go to Italy. Uh, We never went, we broke up and then, you know, my husband and I, I we begged him and begged him and begged him and begged him to take me to Italy. And we just couldn't, couldn't get there. He wanted a house and a dog and some kids instead. You know, my last relationship, I just got so close, but couldn't get there. And I remember when we broke up and, and I, um, I went home after, after we broke up, I went home. And I remember um, saying to my father, my dad, all I've ever wanted in my life was for a man who loves me to take me to Italy. I cannot believe that for all of the things I have achieved, like for all of the achievements I've had in my life, I can't do this. I can't make this happen. The next day, my father phoned me. I remember because I was with you and he mm. said, uh, call me as soon as you're done with, you know whom you <laughs> must not uh, be
0: named. He will not ever no. look me in the eye or say my name. Yeah,
1: it's important to note that my father refers to Kyle as the as his favorite child. And that hurts my (laughs) feelings, but it's probably it's wholly not accurate. My dad openly refers to Kyle as like the kid that you dream that you have, who becomes the Mm. adult that you wish that you knew. And so my father says to me, "Okay, aside from all of the theatrics of your life, which I always love it when he begins with like a takedown (laughs) of the state of my union here, um, he says, I'm fairly confident, pragmatically speaking, that I am a man And I'm fairly confident that I have loved you since the day you were born, giving me 39 years of credibility to be the one to take you to Italy. And let's book it today. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to Italy with my dad. Oh my God, I don't know. And then I got thinking about it. And you know how you hope for divine intervention? It came in the form of a Saturday Night Live skit that I will never forget as long as I live because I laughed so, you know, how you just... Every now and again, you see something on television and you laugh until you feel like you physically can't function. It was an Adam Sandler skit where he said, I represent an Italy tour company and we take people from the Midwest to Italy. And I just every now and again, we get some negative uh, reviews. And so I'd like to take some time to clear that up. But remember, you're still going to be you on vacation. If you are sad where you are and then you get on a plane to Italy, you. in in italy will be the same sad you from before just in a new place does that make sense
0: by the way i should just say for our younger listeners uh saturday night live is a sketch comedy show that airs on the NBC network on actual television. television
1: with commercials yeah so i you know i stepped back and i sort of thought like what do i need to do to become the person that wants to go to italy like myself and as you know kyle i've ridden a peloton like it's gonna you know, mm-hmm. like I'm being held hostage. If you, it's like speed, if you don't pedal, it'll blow up. I've read, I've studied, I've you know done all of the things that I wanted to do. I found a job that valued me and and really likes me there, and the job that I feel valued. Read
0: all the Chef Boyardee cans. Just to I read, be...
1: <laughs> I did all of those things. Yeah, absolutely. I learned one word of Italian, which is you know how they want North Americans to come and visit their their place. And then now when I'm going to to Italy, I'm going as the person. That I most wanted to be when I wanted to be in Italy and that feels very exciting I am going with my dad I'm very excited to be going with mm-hmm. my dad I think a lot around you know I am who I am because of my dad and and I'll always be able to have this fun trip with him and I'm going I'm going to Italy yeah. The thing that's number one on the bucket list is gone and, and how can-
0: many Italian men are you going to have sex with while you're there
1: well you know what they say when in Rome do as many Romans as you can that's the expression, right? Yeah. So that's going to so. be yeah. very fun for me. But I just, I thought about that when you were talking about like, who, is it New York or is it the way I feel and who I am when I'm in that state? Right. And I think that there is, you're still going to be you when you get there. So be who you want to be before you get there. I think that that's the lesson. Where am I at? Well, I'm, I'm not in a great place. I'm I'll be honest that on the romantic front I'm not in a great place and isn't that isn't that always the way it is when your career's going good you have a good sense of self mm-hmm. you have great friends like Kyle who gets on the podcast and says he wish he had different friends yeah it's okay see <laughs> <I'd say,
0: laughs> that's, that's a gross misrepresentation of what I said
1: <laughs> I wish I had different friends I said I
0: wanted to have gayer friends is what, oh. I, is what oh, I said okay
1: okay, that's, that's fair. That's fine. You know, I once had a friend in college who was like, you can have no other friends. And I never saw her again. So I, I, you know, I want to not be that person now, but Mm -hmm. with Jesus, this man that I've been going on dates with, that I should probably just say that I've been dating. I'm dating. I'm dating Mm -hmm. Jesus there. The statement's been made. It's really starting to pile on now. I can, I can see it quite clearly now that I can't stay where I'm at in this relationship. I either have to go forward or i have to stop fully but i can't stay here i'm like what's that um we're old so when we went to when we graduated from high school there was a song that says you can't you don't have to go home but you can't stay here
0: right and
1: yeah, yeah. i really i really feel like jesus is standing at the precipice and saying like you're either going to come with me and we're going to kind of give this a label and give this a title. We talked about define the relationship last week. We're either going to give this a thing and we're going to go forward, or I think you got to go. And he's certainly so convinced that I'm coming along that Mm -hmm. he's not entertaining the fact that there could be the other road, which makes me feel like that's so reckless with his heart. And I, you know, me, I'm a big believer that, don't be reckless with people's hearts and do not put up with people who are reckless with yours. I think that is the most stellar human advice that has, you know, transcended our, our, our community, but I'm struggling with it because Hmm. what I can't articulate when I can't figure out how to put into words, which of course is so frustrating as a communications person to not be able to communicate. It's like, it would be like if LeBron James was like, how do my hands work? we'd be like oh my god what's happened it's the same thing it would be like if you just like if a painter is like is it where do i get brushes from you're just like oh god this is awful but i've been thinking a lot about how you know i i moved in with my last boyfriend we were together for 9 years and i was so broken by him because so many promises were made about a future that we were going to build together that then i was like okay go forward and i got myself all in all in with him and then we did not go forward in the direction that I was sold that we would go, go in. It was just like me learning that I know what a relationship looks like when people get comfortable and then people stop trying. And I don't want to get stuck inside something. like Getting out from that relationship was so fucked. I can't even state it in an organized way. And I've also been on the other side of it, where in my marriage, I I married someone with the intention that we're going to go in one direction. And then when I started walking in that direction, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. I can't. I can't do this. This is not authentic to who I am. I haven't I had no idea I wasn't like this, but I'm trying to express in real time with a lot of tears that I am exactly like this. And if I can try to summarize it as a writer, I would say this if you want to come into my life, the door is open. If you want to get out of my life, the door is open. Just run request here. Don't stand in the doorway because you're blocking traffic. In my marriage, I was blocking traffic because the minute I got out of the way, he met a partner who was so perfect for him. Like Think of all the time that I wasted of his Because I wasn't ready and I didn't want the same thing, only to then get into another relationship where they stood in my doorway. And so I think I've been on both sides of someone standing in my doorway and me standing in someone's doorway that now I'm looking at this relationship with Jesus and I'm just automatically assuming someone's going to be in the doorway. But either way, it's going to be terrible. And I'm spending so much time being preoccupied by this thought that I can't even let the thought enter that maybe. It could be good. Do you, do you see what I'm doing? Like, either way, it's going to be bad. Just which side is it going to be bad? But I'm not even looking at the side where I'm like, uh, maybe this could be good.
0: Yeah, I think you're using some self-destructive language there. However, I'm put my foot down here, Jen. <laughs> I, I don't want to blow past, I think, the significance of you saying for the first time on this show that you're actually dating this other gentleman that we call Jesus on this podcast. And I am here to tell you, as a friend, that you should not be dating Jesus, (laughs) that you should not be in this relationship.
1: Okay, rock and roll. Okay, say more, Kyle.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, part of this is not my story to tell, and I'm not going to go into much detail, but there is something that we have not mentioned on this podcast, um, an event that has happened that I think disqualifies him from ever being in your life full stop. So there's there's that part of it. But also, I think that you have keyed in here week after week after week. Again, I'm not in the relationship, whether it's him or it's you. I think there is someone in the doorway and you either have to figure out like, well, we're going to have to get out of it so we can move forward. Or it's like leave and find something that fits your life better. And especially as you go off to Italy here now, what a great way to take some excessive baggage it's really expensive to fly with that uh, oh, anyways god. get it get rid of it kind of uh, get your feet back underneath you in italy and then come back refreshed and start new
1: yeah i don't disagree and just for full transparency because i i hate it when podcasts are like that thing and you're like oh my Shut god off. i'm a dedicated listener don't be a dick to me um so for sandy and okotoks we'll just mention that um we, I had a situation where I had an argument with with Jesus and I was standing in the mid, middle part of the stairs and I was trying to get him to listen to me. And when people just kind of try to shut me down, I will really get in your face. And so he decided to just blow right past me, knowing that it would be really sort of like, like a like a collision course against, mm-hmm. up against me. And I fell and I really hurt myself. And it was akin to being pretty much just house down the stairs. And I will admit that I was, I have spent a lot of time thinking about, oh my God, is this the red flag? Is this the red flag? Or is it me standing in the way of this person, this person not being able to communicate with me because his last relationship was such shit every day? Or is this just me signing up for something that's going to be really toxic? Mm-hmm. And I reached out to Kyle because I like that you're objective. I like that you're objective. You weren't just like, let's like, nobody wants at 39. Nobody wants the friend where you explain what happened and they just go, let's burn down that motherfucker's house. Like you just, you don't want that friend. And you were really like, are you okay? Are, and I was like, no, I'm not okay, but I'm just going to be quiet because I just want to mm-hmm. hear my own voice. Cause that's the other thing. That you learn at 38, which is that if you just let voices crowd into your mind, you can't hear what you want. And I wanted to have a step back to see what would be his reaction because I knew that if it wasn't like absolutely apologetic in its most raw form, it was probably going to be over because there's nothing you just know if he would have said, like, well, technically you were in my way and technically you. You know that's, you know, your elbow is. Weak. I'm sorry
0: if your feelings were hurt, but yeah, yeah. the
1: equivalent of that, right? Like, well, in my defense, you have weak elbows. Um, but like the idea that I was physically hurt and I wanted to see, and there was a lot of capitulation there. There was a lot of like, I'm not gonna create that with you. I'm not gonna create that with mm-hmm. you. That was an anomaly outlier event. and it and it really has has been since it happened. So I'm kind of just watching it, but I also know. And he knows, because we have had people write in and say, what you're putting Jesus through is not fair. I do want to say, I have carte blanche to talk about this on the podcast. I, he is never blindsided by, by what's being said. He's, he has said to me, "I'm be committed to the truth and be committed to telling the story, um, whether or not we go the distance or not. So I want to be really fair to that. I know that I'm signing up for something that I know is going to be hard. I know it's going to be hard. I think he's going to be hard. His feelings are going to be hard. He's got two little kids. He's got an ex-wife who is just going to just be the worst. She's just trouble. And so I'm signing up for all of these things. And I just don't know how. I'm not, I'm not signing up. I'm trying to figure out if I want to sign up. And it's it's leading me into a place where I just don't know if I'm ready to commit. And, you know, Kyle doesn't stand alone before you get your angry tweets ready. Kyle doesn't stand alone. I have a community of friends. I don't have any female friends because I'm not built like that. But all of my, most of my male friends have said, I am not convinced. I'm not convinced. And they're just, they're watching me. I have very objective friends. So Kyle doesn't stand alone on that. And I always appreciate your honesty, Mr. Marshall. One of the things that provides me comfort is I know that I can't be the only one that thinks this way. So In preparation for this episode, which I am dutifully calling "your blocking traffic because that's what I'm what I'm most worried about because I've been on both sides of it. So I Googled not ready to commit. And I want to just say, holy shit, I found my tribe. (laughs) If you want to feel less lonely, Google something that you kind of think inside your heart and see um, see what happens. So uh, why don't we um, why don't we head over to the fishbowl, which has been ignored now for two weeks. I would say dusty bowl, but that sounds sexual. Is it sexual? That sounds sexual. I don't, don't, I don't tell know. me if it is.
0: Now that I'm this big pothead, I could go for a dusty bowl, if you know what I mean. Gross.
1: Okay. Here are your keys. Thanks. Um, question one. Honestly. Honestly. The not ready for a relationship line. Is that an excuse or fact? So if you have told someone you're not ready for a relationship, did you actually mean it or wasn't an excuse? And if you are dating casually, do you think your stance would change if you met someone extra special? If you've been told by someone that they're not looking for a relationship, how did you take it? Fact or excuse?
0: Anytime someone says that they're not ready for a relationship, at least in my experience, and I have said these exact words myself. They either mean one of two things and they basically mean the same thing, but there is a nuance to it. They really do mean that they are not ready to commit to a long-term relationship. There's something in their past that that's a a roadblock for them or a hurdle that they just can't get across. Or what they're really saying is that they're not ready for a relationship with you. But in both cases, that's
1: incredibly well said
0: in both cases. They're they're not ready for a relationship one more pointedly, but still it's just not something that they can get to get uh, get past Then you have to decide which which is it? Is it a no for you? Is it that is that what the the roadblock is that are you the roadblock or is it something that they want to try and get better at? But anytime this has been said or that I've said it, it it's yes. It's true. It is true it's up to you to decide if you want to wait around for them to be ready or not.
1: Yeah, I think that this is always the danger. Can I just say that I love that this question had three questions in it? Like it's like one yeah, of I those know. high school questions where it's like, Tim and if Jane, this then that, do and- this, yeah, if this then that, and if that's true, then what is this? And you're like, oh god, I'm not smart enough to navigate that. But <laughs> I have to tell you that I was out once and my girlfriend at the time so I I could do it I used to have more girlfriends than I do now my girlfriend at the time we would have been still in college and she's like I went on a a date with a guy and I said are you ready for a relationship and he's like oh yeah for sure not with you but yeah in general totally (laughs) but But the general concept
0: I'm down for
1: you can't fault his honesty and then what I love the most is that she was like yeah I mean we're gonna go it again I was like why? Gee. Like, what are you why? You're looking for a relationship? and then I was like, are you looking for a relationship? She's like, oh yeah, totally. I was like, Am I having a stroke? Like, put all those facts together. What are you talking about? It's when you start about? looking for the
0: cameras in the room. It's like, like what, be- what is happening? I'm
1: being punked. Um, but I think that so often people don't hear that because the veneer of that line, like you've just said, the veneer is them saying, not you. I mm-hmm. don't want you. But by saying, like, I'm not ready for a relationship, it leaves the door open for men and women with low self-esteem to say, oh, good, I'll convince you. Mm -hmm. Like, I can change the behavior. Right. And that's just a road to hell. Like, I don't understand. So I do think, like, you know, I'd rather have my feelings hurt but know where I stand than to leave it so vague that I can't figure out where I fit. And it becomes just demoralizing over time. So I have heard I'm not ready for a relationship. And I think depending on the person, I've taken it as both an excuse for them to want to fool around and a fact that they're just really emotionally not there. Um, I have a tendency to date men who are incredibly driven and some of them have just been put through their, like we have to admit some women out there, like, I don't know if they get together and decide how to destroy men or what they're doing, but you know, they will do a a rough job on a, on a good man. And then that man is like, now I'm going to go back to the home plate here and just kind of hang out in the dugout. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that sucks for women like me who try really hard not to be raving bitches to men. Yeah, I'm just saying, so I've taken it both ways, but I, 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 my heart goes out to people who hear a partner or hear a person say, I'm just not ready. And they're like, I can make you ready. Watch me, watch me perform for you." Watch me be everything you want me to be.
0: I always want to say, like, put an ultimatum, but that's not the right word. But it's almost like it was said to me in this case. I want that clarification. It's like, do you mean you're just not ready for a relationship full stop? Or is it that you don't want a relationship with me? Like, let's be honest. And if it's the second, then great. Let's let's stop this now.
1: I think human nature would stop people from being that honest. We inherently don't want to hurt one another. I think you're you would set up people to lie.
0: True enough, but then I think we can also put into things like when are you, when will you know? Like when is when are you going to be ready? Uh, and oh, If you don't want to play that game, hold then that again, thought because we're going to psych-
1: hold that thought because we're yeah. going to cycle back to it. Can you be in love but not ready for a commitment? <laughs> yeah, uh, we call it the Jen Sanford experience of five minutes ago. That's exactly where I'm at, and people are sure. at that all the time. Look at people who are wrestling with their independence. They can be totally falling in love but not ready for a commitment. I love Jesus. This sounds so I feel like we have to always put a disclaimer on the bottom that says we're talking about a person, not the religion. I'm gonna win an award or something like the Christian Faith Society like, like programming <laughs> best, award <laughs> Best
0: faith podcast. Like have you listened to what we say on this show?
1: If someone is listening out there, I will buy you a steak at Major Tom if you nominate this podcast for a Christian. Faith-based the- programming <laughs> award. <laughs> you call me up, send me the application, and I will buy you a steak dinner because it will be. That's us having too much fun. Um, but no, like I, I love, I love Jesus. I, I do. I have fallen in love with him. I fall in love with him and his kids and the way he makes me feel. And, but am I ready for the big commitment? I don't know.
0: And I think it's always tied to past traumas, past experiences, that sort of thing, where it's. The super unfortunate part is like, yeah, like, I am I am into you. I love you. But for whatever reason, putting that thing in there about, like, and now I'm committing my life to, it's like, eh, eh. these are, like, warning bells that I just can't. This is why I'm past. always
1: amazed. Like, I, I wish that we would be more pressing on it when people get married. Like, especially young people. Like, I, this is why I could never be a marriage efficient. Don't ever ask me. Because I'd be like, Two people standing up there be like, Yeah, you look nice now. It's gonna, this is gonna be so hard. This is like you are voluntarily signing up for the hardest possible thing you could do. You have no idea what you're gonna turn into as people. Like, I would really like, look into my eyes. Don't quit looking at her. Look at me and listen to me say, like, you have a choice. Not to be tied together. Like, I would be, like, petitioning them. But I do. Like, I can't. I'm a terrible wedding guest now because the stress that I feel. I'm like, it's just the two of them now. And they're 21 years old. And I can't.
0: Everybody needs to have, like, just an old (laughs) Broadway dame, right? They're in their 70s or 80s, chain-smoking in the back. (laughs) And just be like, I'm going to love you forever. Bullshit. Let me tell you about forever. Being the understudy for Merman and not ever getting on stage. Now that's forever. <laughs> that's
1: right. Do you know how long forever is? I've, I learned like I've been, I say this, I, I was married and I was like all, all in it. And then I remember looking over at him and his grandpa was sick and his grandpa was like 99 years old. And I was like, are you going to live to 99? <laughs> Do you know how many years that is from now? We have run out of things to talk about and we're 27. What <laughs> is what? Oh my God. We di- we're doing a terrible job of answering these fishbowl questions, but yeah. Can you be in love and not ready for a commitment? Of course you can. That was a dumb question. Thank you for submitting it. <laughs> question three.
0: Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, number three, why is it socially acceptable for men to say they're not ready to commit, but when women say it, there must be something seriously wrong with us why is there this inequity
0: well it's a good thing you asked me this jan because um i do speak for all women
1: i was just gonna say please speak for all women it's my favorite part of this podcast
0: yeah welcome to my new segment kyle speaks for all women because our culture prioritizes men being driven individuals and women always wanting to have marriage I don't know. Like, yeah. that. that's the real reason for it. But I don't have anything really special to say other than that.
1: Yeah, we're the we're stereotypically the nurturers and the family builders and the homemakers. And even when you hear parents talk about like, oh, mm-hmm. and then one day when you get married and it's like, woo, it's an inherent gender inequity. That's why that being said, just because it is that way, doesn't mean you need to fall into that trope. The only way we can change these cultures is by enough women saying like, hey, that doesn't apply to me. Another example involving my father, which I do feel like for a podcast that talks about sex as much as we do, we also probably talk about my parent too much, but I wanted to say that I was, I was walking my dog and my dad came, was, came came along and we're walking down the parkway and we see a group of people with their dogs and my dad stops walking. And I'm like, what's the problem? And he goes, well, look, they're all young women with their dogs. Like, I'm going to be this man that's just going to walk up there. It's going to be so awkward. And I was like, okay, first of all, nobody cares. And, but secondly, I was like, of course, because this is what we have now as a society. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, women have figured out that they can own a home and have a dog for companionship. And it's someone that's trained in their own image and gives them all of the things that they want in terms of love and compassion. That's unconditional. And if they want all the other stuff, whether it be sex or food or entertainment, um, an app provides all of that right to their door. We've engineered an environment where the drama of a relationship may not necessarily be required. And I was like, and I think we have the Kardashians to thank for that because that's how the Kardashians operate. They were like, let's find some male sperm donors. And then when we're done with them, we'll raise our children as a community. They've totally anthropologically. Trust me on this, Kyle. Anthropologists will study the Kardashians from a family unit perspective for decades to come because they represent a place of influence and power where they change the nature of what a, what a family unit was meant to be.
0: You know, I have my bingo card laid out here, Jen. I think the only thing you haven't hit is social media. What else, uh, what else are we <laughs> going to blame <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> on other things?
1: That, that's true. I, 26-year-old female, I'm legit not ready to be full-time with this guy that I really like, a 27-year-old man, male, so the same age. He says I'm damaged and traumatized for my ex and that with help, I'll get over it and, quote-unquote, be ready. I don't think I will. Can I get him to see that this isn't something wrong with me? It's just where I am right now. And if so, how do I do it?
0: I think this question is very hard. Because I think they both can be right at the same time.
1: I agree. I was. I was I agree. Both
0: be wrong at the same time too. I guess. I think that he might be true that she is damaged and traumatized from her ex, and that she can get help and be ready or get get over it. But I think it goes back to the other question: Is it, is he the best person for her? that? I don't know. <laughs> that I can't answer for them.
1: I'm unwilling to accept the assumption that if you're like, "Hey, I'm just not ready for something," and I don't. Want to commit that it has to be trauma informed. I think a lot of cases it is. Right. I know for me it is, especially like if you're raised by like a powerful single parent or you've had, you know, privilege to travel and be really independent. I think you can naturally come into something and just say, like, I just, I like this person, but I like me more. And mm-hmm. that's okay. That's okay. But if we get into the heart of the question, you want to say to him, like, I don't think there's something wrong with me. I think it's, I think it's just where I am right now. You need to go back and redefine this relationship, right? Redefine the relation, define the relationship. As we said last week, I think you Mm -hmm. need to really not wait until a situation bubbles up, but you need to say to him, like, I need you to hear me that this is important to me. And I need you to see me so that you can make qualified decisions about what you want to do with me, right? Put it on them to say, I, you know, this is where I see myself this year. This is where I see myself in five years. This is how much I crave my own space. I want to give you all the information you can because I love you so that you can make an informed decision about whether or not this works for you. And you mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you do. And I think that's how you do it. Yeah. I like Anything that. Else yeah, I like that. Alrighty. Let's try this one. I'm a 25 year old male. She's a 23-year-old female. We met a few weeks ago and we have been speaking since. We just finished our third date and spoke about becoming exclusive. So right now we're exclusively dating, but not in a relationship. I'm ready to commit and be in a relationship with her, but she says she isn't ready. She wants to make sure we're stable and she needs to feel time to open up and feel safe. I'm willing to wait a while to give her that time as I see a a true connection with her that I haven't felt before. My only problem is, is I'm worried that if she never gets to that stage, I will have been here and wasted my time. We have two more dates planned for this week. Wow, this guy really urgently needs some advice. How long would you say that I give her until bringing up the topic again? Or should I call it quits and move on? Oh, I have so many things I want to say. So I
0: Well, I, I, I have a feeling that he's not going to like my answer because I would say like bare minimum six months if you want an actual number to throw out. Here's the thing. Uh, I think you're protesting too much. I know that people at 25 hate to hear this, but like, God, you're, you're still pretty young in the dating game
1: you're like a little puppy
0: like you've been on two dates two dates like that like i mean i don't think it's time for you to be like oh we need to like define this and set it in stone like you're you've had two dates like settle down i'm totally on her side where yeah let's go on a few more dates you have two lined up this week let's like see what uh, likes are dislikes are see and You know, in different uh, environments and stuff like that. I think you're still in the exploratory phase. So have fun with that and uh, loop back around in a few months if you're still dating at that time and see like, okay, do we want to actually define this as a relationship? We want to move forward and start to, you know, move this to the next level sort of thing. Um, I think you're trying to rush this. I mean, I I know that I say that with the full knowledge that I am the epitome of taking it slow. So, like, I need to like have a lot of proof points before I can move on uh, to the next step. Just as Jen, she had to go through like a battery of tests before I would say she was my friend. So
1: and you still haven't. So still pending. but I mean, yeah, I'm pretty confident
0: it's gonna go through.
1: oh, good. This is the first time hearing of it. Okay. so <laughs> I want to just kind of flip this question on its head. And remember when you were bold? remember that one day, could you try to manifest it on this question? I mean, because, You were bold one minute of one day once, and I would have liked to have seen some boldness here. So I'm disappointed in you. Let me just say, okay, if you think you might be the girl whose person she went on two dates with that wrote this, I would like to offer you my services to help you change your phone number and move and (laughs) um, relocate and write a new Tinder bio. I'm offering all of those services at no cost tonight. Just uh, send us an email. At somebody date, Jen and Kyle, that's Jen double N at gmail.com. Kyle will be checking and we'll just mobilize where you are because this is such bullshit. You went on three dates and I think it's okay to say like, hey, are we exclusive? Because for some people, like I know for me, I don't want to be going on dates with someone who's also going on other dates and having sex with other people. Like Mm -hmm. that's just not how I roll. I'm too conservative for that. But then she says like, hey, I'm not ready. I like to wait until things are stable, right? This is his words about what her experience was. And then he's going to let two more dates go by. And then he's going to be like, Hey, you wasted my time. Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm going to be
1: like that. That's that to me says that he has no respect for her, no respect for her words, no respect for her lived experience, buddy. What is wrong with you? No, no, no. I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. Honestly.
0: I think you're right. I think you're right. I, uh, I was trying to be, maybe I was trying to nice up my answer a little bit. Maybe this is how I should have started. Let me, let me do take two. Let me do okay. take two. All right. So fuck this guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with that. I think he is way freaking out about this when they're so new into this relationship already.
1: Yeah. Like he just wants to, he wants what he wants and he's like, yeah, I'm just worried that I'm going to waste my time. Sir, you're 25 years old. Wasting your time is your job at this current time. Like, I don't understand what the issue is here. Like, she just said, Hey, I want to have some stability. I need to want to open up, feel safe, show you my flaws. Two dates, man. Two dates, man. And now you're like, I'm giving her two more. And then what? I think just get out of there. This is not, this is you are not, this is no, no, I'm mad about it now. No, no. Okay, new question. I'm mad about it now. I am smart. Educated, worldly, and fit. I have everything going for me, including a man that loves me. I'm 28. I want a husband and kids. I honestly do not know why he doesn't want to have that with me. Every time we talk about it, it becomes a fight, like a screaming match. We have fun together. We like all the same things. We have a great sex life, a house together, travel, and even the dog that he wanted. What the hell? Why has this happened to me? And how did I allow this to happen?
0: Uh, well, first off, you need to get out. So <laughs> there's that unfortunate reality about this. This is, again, because I'm on TikTok so much. There's this kind of meme that goes around with the, the kind of almost like a robot voice where usually there's some text on screen that's like, what I suspected that was going to happen in my life. Like, like I thought I was going to go into university and fall in love in my first week. And then the song that's playing behind them is like, oops, I created a false reality. <laughs> like that is what the song that's playing. This is what you have done for your life. You have created a false reality. You thought you were going to mold him into what you wanted. And he has molded you into his. If this is not the life you want, you're 28. So get out of it and make the life that you want.
1: It's clear from this question that she's saying, like, I, I want something that I cannot get. And you can tell that she's on the precipice of it becoming a deal breaker because she refers to an innocent dog as the one that he wanted. So, you know, there's mm-hmm. got to be some bitterness there. How did how did this happen? Have probably some, an
0: ugly dog too. Oh, so. stop
1: it. But the thing was is that you failed to stop when you're when when your needs weren't being met. You just kept mm-hmm. walking down the path because there were enough trade-offs to get you to the next place. And you own this. Like this is not on the on the boyfriend. I'm willing to say that he was probably pretty clear. I'm guessing that he was probably pretty clear that he's like, This is not what I want and this is not where I'm going. Now, if he wasn't and he was nefarious and he was like, I'm making all these promises, then that sucks for everybody. Like, what a dick move. But for her, there was an imperative here, an impetus here to communicate. She had a responsibility to stop and say, where do you see yourself in five years? Are we going to have a family? Are we going to get married and have kids? Because that is important to me as a core value of how I live my life and If that communication that did not happen on your part, then you get what you get. I hate it when I hear people say, Well, I just assumed. I just assumed that's where he would go. Well, that's the thing about assumption, right? How did this happen to me? It happened to you because you let it happen. You consciously were like, Okay, let's just get the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I'm not going to stop and say, Okay, before we go any further, This, these are the imperatives for me. Do you share these imperatives? And there's probably a lot of comfort here, right? Like he's ticking a lot of boxes, right? Like sex, money, property, adventure. You know, he's ticking a a lot of boxes, it would seem, but she had a responsibility to stop and say, just because he's ticking the boxes, is it taking me on the path that I want to go down, the path that I cannot achieve on my own? Yeah, she's not asking. It's interesting in this question. She's not asking. Us, what she should do about it, right? Like we jumped in and we're it's, like, you yeah, know, "Why ooh, is you this happened?" Done. She's asking why this has happened. and The answer is because you let it. All right. Oh, look, we have one little slip of paper in here. Why does this thought keep me up at night? What if I commit to my girlfriend to five years, then something better comes along? I'm a terrible person, but you can't fault me for being honest.
0: Well. Sure. I guess I can't fault you for being honest.
1: Wouldn't it be hilarious if the person who submitted this question was the partner of the person, the question? I always think (laughs) about that because it's likely that couples listen to this podcast. I often wonder if we ever inadvertently couple them.
0: I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm fortunate to have two minds of this, which is like one. I think there's always insecurities and there's always doubts, even the people who are the most confident like yeah this is the person that i want to spend the rest of my life with even on that wedding day i'm sure is like is this the right thing like there's always those jitters that go that go on
1: oh if you don't have a little bit of doubt you're not truly thinking
0: at the same time i also want to say like this is the epitome of dating culture in 2022 yes with apps and everything else god this person that's in my life is checking off nine out of the ten like essential boxes but what if there is that 10 out of 10 out there and i get it like that it's always the grass is always a greener problem right it's like it's like oh but there could be that perfect thing or like that couple over there seems to be even better than what we have over here and that's hard to get out of your head i think it comes down to whether or not you actually love this person fully and and completely if if there's any doubt in that regard then i think it's time to pull out even after five years but it's also one of those things i think people are just (laughs) get complacent and think that there's something there could be something better which there could be that's the thing about fantasies and like idolizing something or just uh, obsessing about something where it's like yeah it could be there could be but let's focus on what you have
1: you know what fomo is real Right, and we live in a society where we have a genuine fear of missing out. Like a, a genuine, it's a genuine fear that causes people anxiety that they're going to miss out on the on the fleeting nature of life. I didn't get past the first, the first opening, which is why does this thought keep me up at night? Because I have been here. Um, like this is a disgusting question, but it is an honest one, and I have been there, laying awake at night and thinking. I wonder what else is out there for me. I wonder if I'm missing something. And if it's keeping you up at night, then it's, it's, it's big enough that it should be explored. And you are at a crossroads. You are now blocking traffic for yourself and for her, right? You're blocking, you're blocking the door. You're blocking traffic. It's about recognizing if a trade-off is necessary. Do I need to get out of the way because maybe I'm not meeting her needs? Or do I need to go through the door because my needs aren't being met. Um, I would strongly encourage the person that wrote this question not to continue to stay up at night, but to continue to use that time to be way more constructive around saying, do I want to explore what's out there and end this relationship? Or do I want to stop feeling this way and commit fully to my partner? And that also wraps up the fishbowl. You guys have been so good about the fishbowl. Can we just say that like our listeners have been so good around Mm -hmm. keeping that bowl? Like it's almost becoming untenable. Like when I look at all the emails, I'm like, oh boy, this is a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff here. I'm really looking Mm -hmm. forward to, I've been saying to Kyle that we've been telling like really, really deep, 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 deep pieces. Um, Kyle's trip, you know, my... Crossroad with Jesus. We need to talk about boners for like three weeks. I think that should start like one is sweeps. Does do podcasts have sweeps weeks where we're just going to talk about boners for three weeks and that's it? That's we just want your boner questions. So if you have some, uh, visit our website somebodydatejennandkyle dot com. That's jen double n. Uh, look for that giant fishbowl and submit whatever you want, or you can send us an email to Kyle at gmail do, do
0: you remember that TV show Growing Pains?
1: Always, yes. With Kirk Cameron? You
0: yeah, have Kirk Cameron. I don't think. Remember how Leonardo DiCaprio had a role called Boner on that, uh, on that television? Are you serious? Show? I wanna see if I'm actually correct when I now say that. There was definitely a character named Boner. I think it was Leonardo DiCaprio, but Ew, growing gross. pains.
1: Well, he's looking up Boners and Growing Pains. I'll add that we have Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're at somebody date, and you can watch us have some fun there. And post some content where we basically just kind of make fun of each other.
0: So I've conflated two things. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> would definitely guest star on a few episodes. But it was actually actually Andrew Koenig, who was the uh, character named Boner on Growing Pains. Oh, That was family entertainment in the 80s, Jen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. People listening are like, oh, my God, talk more about Blockbuster.
0: Brutal. Um, all right, Jen, it's time for the burning question. This is what it is this week. Can the connection be so good that it overcomes a fear of commitment? What do you think, Jen?
1: No. No. You can only really let it in until you're ready. And that is a you job. That's not a someone else job.
0: But do you think maybe this? you're saying this in not so many words the the awful thing is like, you know, you're in those relationships, like, I want you to commit to me, I want you to commit to me. And it seems like they just do that in like a flash in their next relationship where sometimes they're ready. they right. That's what I mean. They're ready because it's the right person for them. And they're like, Oh, this all fits. Yes. This is absolutely right. No,
1: wanted. it's the it's the eight the this is always the big fallacy, is that people think it's the person. It's not, it's the right person at the right time, when you're in the right mental state, it has to be the apex of all those three things. We always just think, because how many questions have we had submitted that say like, we were together for nine years and he didn't want me. And then he turned around and got married to someone else in six months. Like what happened? What I feel so rejected. We get that question all the time. And it's the same answer is always there. It's because it was the right mental time for them with the right person under the right circumstances. And all three things had to line up in order for Mm -hmm. that to work. Don't take it so personally, but I do not believe that something can be so good that all of a sudden you just drop this fear of commitment that has, that holds you back. I think it's you having to do the work and saying, I'm ready. And my proof point would be you, sir, because we could have put perfect men in front, of we could have had Andrew Garfield knock on your door, and you'd be like, "Oh, you're shorter than I remember." And are your eyes in two different spots? You're
0: only like the second best Spider-Man, so I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know Ex- if I can
1: exactly. But I'm watching you now undertake a process of becoming ready. And mm-hmm. as you're getting closer and closer to that, you will stop this process of of being like, "I'm going to overthink and overguess." It'll just be like, "Hey, my heart's just open. I'm just ready. I'm just ready." And I'm also answering this question. Hoping that I'm right because I know in my situation with Jesus that it doesn't, it's not going to matter how perfect he is or how perfect he behaves or how many things he's like. Look, I empty the dishwasher every day now because I know that's something that's going to help you think one day we could live together. The work is still mine. And I'm hoping that that's not just a me thing, that's an us thing, that's an everybody thing. Otherwise, I'm going to be day drinking.
0: Well, this has been Somebody Date Jen and Kyle, your. 2022 nominee for best religious podcast
1: (laughs) that's right that's right nominee you got to think bigger this is your we're your winner we're the winner Yeah, 2022
0: winner of of (laughs) of best faith based podcast somebody date jen and kyle we (laughs) are available on all social media platforms and when i say that i actually just mean twitter instagram and tiktok or at somebody date of course you can reach us at somebody date jen and kyle at gmail.com that is jen with two n's
1: Great to spend this Friday with you, sir.
0: Thank you. And Me thank too. you
1: and thank you for listening and wherever your adventures may take you, we'll see you back here next Friday night. Be safe out there.
0: Bye.